Welcome back to Pilot Fighters. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say from now on. The podcast where we take a second look at TV shows first episodes. I'm your host, Ian Fisher, with Rockland disappeared for three weeks. Unconsistent. Rockland uh, rain check Derek. Don't draw attention to it. Uh, folks, you know what? No I admit. No, in their feed. You don't think anyone missed us? Yeah, people. Some people messaged me, but I just mean, did they? For those who don't, yeah. I was gonna say I was scared to check the inbox because yes, it's true. We did forty episodes, never missed a week, and then we missed one week, and then we were like, ah, maybe we missed two or three. It's the same maybe as we anything, do one right? diets, working out, like any. It's true. Once you break the habit, once you break the habit, it's, you feel free. Plus, we're we're spending all this this cash we're getting from this thing, blowing it. I think the other thing too is that we're summer guys. Um, we're summer boys. Right we like to summer. have a summer. Speaking of, speaking of, this is actually a groundbreaking podcast today because this is the first podcast from the new mobile podcast studio, a converted old trailer, <laughs> a little airstream a uh, uh, a la carte de Matthew McConaughey, a little uh, a little Robert Robert Picton. A little uh, trailer park boys, famous, famous trailer One of those things isn't the same as the other ones. I know, a hilarious comedian and the trailer park boys. How's it going, man? Haven't seen you in a while. It's really good, man. I'm really good. I'm, uh, I decided, as you know, that I was going to take a, a reset British Columbian uh, summer, at least July. Kind of went on a whim to, to, to out west to try and find myself. I went on an incredible hike. I went backpacking with my brother. That's cool. Uh, How long do you think you're gonna be out there? Till I find myself, I think. Uh, yeah, Which is why I heavily invested in this mobile podcast studio because it could be could be years. No, what's funny? Here's a couple things. I uh, got rid of Facebook a few years ago, and you know how Messenger remains. Yes. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it's like a weird like proverb. Messenger <laughs> remains. Remains overall. Well, I needed to find someone i think i was trying to find someone's name or contact info and i didn't have messenger on my phone and i installed it and i saw but there's a bunch of messages from people i went to high school with who listened to the pod about the pod and have come up on the pod ah see that's why that's honestly what i use facebook for at this point is just keeping in touch with like like people who you don't necessarily text yeah but have same with my instagram dms are essentially just like it's just like a chat app at this point (laughs) yeah it's funny sometimes when we, because you'll send me stuff. You, you curate stuff for me on Instagram. And you'll yeah, send and I, and I, but I don't like sending you things because you never answer. Then I assume you're just not watching them and they're like a bit of a chore for you to get. So I've no, stopped. No, I like when kinda. you send me stuff. You do, but, huh? Okay. But here's the thing. Sometimes you'll send me something on Instagram. I watch it. I respond. Or mo- most, of, most of the time it's posts. You send me a lot of like Onion articles or sports articles. Yep. And I'll respond some once in a while. I respond on Instagram, but it's in real time because you're still there. And then we have a little bit of a back and forth on Instagram, and it's always so weird because it's like, should like we a text? Us a text? Yeah, like what? 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 The worst is a friend of mine. So I went on that hike, and mm-hmm. it was like pretty beautiful. There was pretty good mountains, and I got a text and a DM from a friend of mine, and then we had a whole a conversation DM. about it. 
via the Instagram DM because he replied to the story. And then I realized when I went to text him like a week later, it just looked like I completely ghosted him on text. Because And had he had he forgot about the Instagram conversation, you're just checking your text, like, oh, Ian didn't answer this? Fuck this guy. <laughs> that's something only that's you problem. be worried about. It is true. One of my neuroses. Well, that's exciting. So people were, were they concerned about your health that we'd taken a couple of weeks off? No, no, no. This we were was, these were from months and months ago. People like guessing Threatening who Mookie lawsuits. is because Mookie's not his name. So they're like, oh, is Mookie X or no one else listening? I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Mookie's real name is Dookie. Hey, is Mookie <laughs> Dookie? Uh, sp- 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 you watching baseball? Speaking of. I haven't know. really been watching baseball. I've been listening to a lot of people talk about baseball. Wow. Um, but I have not really been watching as much as I should. I'm going to be like a fall, like a playoff baseball fan. But you know what I have been looking at and watching? What? Some uh, fan mail on YouTube, some comments. And I was hoping to maybe read them to you on the show here. I haven't seen these. No, no, I think you're really going to like these. <laughs> um, actually, it's really nice because we don't get to hear from, like, if you know, a lot of fans. We, we get to hear from people who know us and exactly what we're talking about, have our messengers. But we don't get to hear from complete stranger so do you mind if i read you uh i can tell by your face these are gonna be scathing read you some feedback <laughs> we received some from fans yeah please do okay uh dz studios two weeks ago on the chippendale rescue rangers uh, episode said i have to be honest and say this is the worst movie podcast ever <laughs> it's not a movie podcast it received one like and then uh he followed up a couple hours later Our... on, replied to his own comment no offense <laughs> It was weighing on him. <laughs> he was weighing it, and he was like, "You know what? <laughs> I did say it was I hope the I didn't worst." Take offense to that. It's the, the worst, worst ever. Ever. It's but nice to get constructive bad about it. criticism. Yeah, no, you don't want. To. That's not offensive, obviously. You, you know. So that was nice. So it's nice to hear from a fan. Um, That's interesting because it's not a movie podcast, and it never has been. So to be fair, he's not wrong. It is the worst movie. If you were tuning into this to hear movie podcast you would think it's the worst ever you would you'd be like they didn't do a movie first of all my first complaint uh (laughs) second of all um it's you know it's a horrible podcast here's another one this one's nice this one makes me feel good it's nice to hear from this fan mitch four (laughs) months ago said i'm hoping you didn't quit your day job for this podcast (laughs) that also received one like is this why you had to go find yourself? You read these? Yeah, this is the final straw where I was like, you know what would really help this show? If I was 3,000 miles away in a mobile studio. <laughs> uh, this this fan, DJ Wiggles, said, this seems like a pretty boring and mundane conversation to have on a podcast. <laughs> and that received three likes. Three likes. Uh, see, that was our niche. And this guy just didn't get it. That's um when on the episode where Lucas Lopez burned you, someone said he's laughing, but you know he's crying inside. That received two likes. <laughs> uh on a podcast where I reveal about an incident uh I did where I where I pantsed myself to frame someone in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duna Rowe wrote, Why the hell would I want to know about the fucked up childhood of a millennial? So it's really nice. I mean, look, we've really, really... These comments really are actually nice. amazing because it's like, it's a different world to comment that. Some uh, overlord wrote, this to, was refreshing. That means that person was probably served the podcast in some way. 
Yeah, it was given to them on their algorithm, and they were like, wow. I got to, I hated this so much. I got to write this. This overlord six months ago said, nobody cares. That's straight to the point. Have you ever and the commented most, anything uh, like that? My favorite comment we've ever received. No, no, I've never really commented a mean thing on a stranger's page because no, me either. The only thing I've I couldn't imagine hating something that much. Porchetta and Co's Instagram, I comment whenever they put the Cajun sandwich up. I did it again the other day. I try and make <laughs> oh them put God. it as a regular item. You're like one of those perverts who comments on every post. I say show feet every time they post the yeah. Cajun sandwich. You say, Edgy, check your DMs, please. <laughs> um, my favorite comment we've ever got, somebody wrote, and these are all on YouTube, folks. And if you want to find these comments yourself, maybe throw your own comment. Search Ian Fisher on YouTube. Search Pilot Fires Fighters Podcast on YouTube. And you can also uh, take out your keyboard and hurt our feelings. This person wrote, <laughs> This is a topic people are discussing. What? So that is that real? Received? Yeah, that's true. And you know what? Probably, I guess, sarcastic. Like this is a topic people are discussing. Oh, uh, yeah, that's got to be it. Do you think it didn't make any sense to me? It's like, oh, this. <laughs> this Otherwise, it doesn't talking. make any sense. Otherwise, I just read it as yeah, this, this is a is. comment. This is a topic people are discussing. People are saying sentences night, and they Ian, are saying Jay. words. Pardon? <laughs> I uh, pardon. I went to dinner. Oh, you went to dinner. I just pardon. got a notification. Sorry, listeners, that said your internet connection is unstable. I, I think and, the uh, listeners would hear that for themselves over the last thirty seconds. Rockland, you got a notification saying your co-host is unstable. <laughs> He's moved uh, to the woods. This might be old news. Which is the worst by the time people hear this and stuff. But I uh, went to dinner last night, and at the dinner was a gentleman from Brooklyn, and we were talking about basketball, and he was talking about a possible trade between the Nets and the Raptors, hoping that he gets the beloved Scotty Barnes. And it was truly making me mad. <laughs> Did you take a swing at him? I didn't take a swing, like, at the beginning of the pilot we watched today, but, like, the fact... Sports fans are so entitled about their team, us included, about our team. <laughs> I was going to say us every time, it's turning true, our TV podcast, like, not a movie podcast, into a Raptors podcast. <laughs> They're just so, like, every bit of good news is true for your team and every bit of bad news right. can't possibly be the case. So funny. And the things that he would say, like, he's like, this is great. I'm really hopeful that this happens and we get Sky Barnes. And I was like, it's not, you're not, no. The fact that you <laughs> want him, him. <laughs> means. You don't like, keep your, keep your hands off him. You're not your getting him. Keep mitts off him. Oh don't my touch Scott. It, it it's funny. I, I was so obsessed with that Kevin Durant trade. I was like Googling, refreshing Reddit and the score and Yahoo News and whatever. And then now I'm like, it ain't happening. It's been like three weeks. I would be shocked. The Suns. Subreddit is so uh, infuriating to me right now. Do you hope now? Yeah, there's no way. Like for those of you who don't know, the Suns. Uh, it, it must feel like when Ke- other teams were watching the Raptors and the Giannis stuff. Um, because the right. Suns are when like, they were so sure. When they're so sure, because the Suns are so sure because they're like Durant said he wanted to go to the Suns. He wanted to come to us. 
So he has to come here. The Nets have to trade him here for nothing is essentially their the stance on the subreddit. So they're like, every other team knows that Durant doesn't want to play on their team and, and will force a trade again. So we can trade for nothing. So like the trade <laughs> things that they're putting out there are zero. They're like, we can keep our entire starting five and just sub our fifth guy down to the bench and Durant comes in and we're the best team in the league. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. They just won't no trade way. him then. Like you understand if, if that was the case, if, yeah. Dur- if Durant was like, I'm not playing anywhere but the Suns and you have to trade me for essentially a second round pick and uh, a, a bench guy, right? That would break the league so in twain because the CBA would be like, hey, obviously contracts mean nothing, trades mean nothing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the next CBA is just completely going to be torn asunder. So like, even if you're a Suns fan, you shouldn't want that. Like, yeah, you gain no, exactly. potentially a couple of years of Kevin Durant out of it, but like, it's a worse league if that's the case. That Their whole thing is so screwed because exactly that. People sign four-year deals, which used to mean you were there for four years, you're committing it, and then after a year saying, hey, I'm not going to show up, and I still want to yeah. be paid unless you trade me. It's, like, insane. I don't know. I don't know how you It's think. insane. And I certainly don't, like... And then the other thing, too, is in, with Raps, like, too many Raps fans are comparing it to Kawhi. It's not the same as the Kawhi thing. With KKD? Yeah. No, it's not at all because Demar, who I love as a player and a Torontonian, but like he was, you know, he's a mid toward the end of his career, mid of his career versus Scotty, who very beginning of his career, and KD, one of the best ever, but towards the end of his career, it's like not even the same. Trade. And and it's like the raps before that trade were like a you know they were one star away, like they were one thing away. Exactly. Actually, they were two. Cause and LeBron so left important. that year. Like, there's another argument oh. that they could have done a decent push with uh, with Demar yeah. themselves too. Um, you know what? You know, if people, we talk pop culture, we talk sports, we talk TV, we talk movies on this show. But to be fair, we're the worst movie podcast ever. Well, according to those uh, comments, for sure. Hey, I got. Uh, um... Hey, we're we're a TV podcast, ostensibly, right? What? What was all that shit about the Toronto Raptors? Um, should we talk very briefly about the Emmy nominations? Yes, we should. Absolutely. That should um, be, in fact, the only thing we're talking about. Let's talk about... Uh, okay, let's see here. Let's do drama series, comedy series, and lead actor and actress. Oh, you give me a series this year. Better Call Saul. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even know. I've been in the woods. Better Call Saul's back, by the way. There's five episodes left, and last night's episode, this will be out later. Is this the last season? It's the last five episodes. Last night's episode, maybe the best of the series so far. Maybe like in the, you know, up there with Ozymandias with Breaking Bad, like. Um, wow, because you love I, you love Better Call Saul. You've always said it's as good, if not better. And now you're saying this is the best episode ever, better than the second last episode of Breaking Bad. It's up there in that regard. Like it's a similar thing where it's like, so last night was the convergence. Last night was the where the timelines match. You know, it's really nice. I only watched season one of that, so I could ostensibly have a crazy binge in the next five weeks when this thing's over. 
You should because, or right now, and be and caught up just to watch the season finale, like live the series right. finale. Because that's what we did. Remember, that's... we watched the Breaking Bad series finale together with friend of the show. Yeah, Andy did you Logan. start that after me? And you like uh, caught up and did that? No, I I, mean, I was I watched season one when it was on live. Right, I think I got into season two when it, like I was a season behind when Breaking Bad first came out. Okay, wow, that's a, that's really impressive. So he's that that'll probably win then, I imagine, if it's, especially if it's the final year. Well, they would get one more shot at it next year. And then if it doesn't win then, it's like what's what are we doing here? But the fact that Michael McKean didn't win, or I don't know if he even got nominated. Better call Saul, Euphoria, Ozark, Severance. Mhm. Squid Game, tough to beat. Stranger Things, Four, Succession, and Yellow Jackets. Succession had a Tough good to beat season. Succession too. Really good. Yellow Jackets is the odd person out. I here don't that... watch shows about plane crashes. Yeah, no kidding. As, uh, as you uh, know. Those are some really amazing shows. Whoa! Incredible shows. Wait, wait, wait! Did you hear about this? Because I watched this last night. And I completely missed this story. Three years ago, a Alaskan Airlines Horizon employee who was yes. a baggage handler. Stole a that was plane. Like 2015, right? I think it was 2018. Wow. 2019. And uh, yeah, he stole a plane, dragged it out, hopped in the plane, took it up in the air, flew it around like a maniac, like did barrel rolls and loops, talked yep. to air traffic control for an hour, and then um, killed himself in the plane. Crashed it. Yeah, crashed it. Um, did I didn't want to hurt anybody, but it's insane. I listened oh. to it last night. It's fucking wild, eh? Yeah, he's like even talking. He's like, yeah, when I plan to do this, I kind of, he's like, the mountains are really beautiful, but I kind of hoped I'd get some serenity and that it would be really peaceful. But he's like, but the plane's flying so fast, it's it kind of went by quick. And you can tell there's kind of some regrets. And, and he realizes he can't he land the plane like if he wanted almost. to. Yeah, he does sound bored. And he's doing the flips and stuff. And he's just like, I threw up. That was cool. And it's amazing for me as someone who's scared of flying. It was kind of fun watching what that plane can do because it's like, you know, you hit a little turbulence. It makes you nervous. But seeing this guy do like, it's in a dash eight. It's a plane I've been on a million times. In fact, I took one to get here. And this guy's doing flips and barrel rolls with it and dives and ups and downs. And it's absolutely fine. And like, I think it was the CEO of the airline that he stole from said that his uh, maneuvers were, quote, incredible. That was the that was the specific word he used. (laughs) Well, because he he had nothing to lose. He had no fear of dying, obviously, so he like wanted to see what the plane could do, and um, it was no pretty. Imp- it was really they, interesting too. They, they think it was from a simulator. Yeah, I think he practiced that, and also him like uh, the air traffic control really wanted to help him. They really wanted him to land, like they were just like, "Hey, like let's not hurt anyone. Let's talk this out when you're on the ground." And they did really. It was really interesting to see how like they did really want this guy. They didn't like make him feel bad that he stole this plane. Obviously, he would have gone to jail probably for life after he got down. But like in the moment, they seemed really professional about like, hey, let's just make sure no one gets hurt, including this guy. Wow. Uh, you want to hear the comedy series? Yes, I do. Abbott Elementary, never heard of it. Barry, never heard amazing. of it. Curb Your Enthusiasm, great season. Hacks, amazing. Mm. Only Murders oh, of the Oh, be my favorite. Right I didn't now. like it. Ted Lasso. You didn't like that with Steve Martin and uh I love Marty Steve Short. Martin and Marty Short, but 
They say Marty's the funniest person ever to live. He's so funny, but it that, that one just didn't hit for me. Marvelous Miss Maisel. I'm surprised. I didn't know that was still on. And what we do in the shadows, great. That's a tough. That's a tough for me. If I was a voter in this, uh, those are a lot of really good shows. Shows. Really good shoes. Any uh, really good shoes. Any other category you want to hear about? Um, who's up for best actor? I imagine Jeremy Strong from Succession. I imagine Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah. You're two for two so far. There's four more. Uh, Brian Cox from Succession. No. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, Brian Cox from Succession? Yes, Brian Cox. You're three for three. There's three more. Brian Cox from Succession? I feel like I'm in Ferris Bueller. Yeah, you you got him, and you're three for three. There's three more. Three more. Um, Oh, Jason Bateman from... Yes, four for four. Two more. Actually, there's three more. What did we miss here? I did Ozark, Succession, Better Call Saul. There's two more. Uh, um, I forget. What else? Who else? Squid Game and Severance. Oh, right. Awesome. Oh, is it Adam? Uh, Adam Scott who yeah. got the nom? Wow. Yeah. Um, that's tough. And who? what about Best Actor? Uh, best Actor in a... Best Actress. Comedy? What do they... Best Actress in a Drama... I don't know some of these. One's Yellow Jackets. Sandra Oh for Killing Eve. Reese Witherspoon mm. for Morning Show. I don't like that show. Zendaya, obviously. Laura Linney from Ozark. Two, two for Killing Eve up there. Nobody for the lead in Hacks? Uh, that's probably in comedy. Let's look at oh, the actors in this comedy. Drama. Right. Yeah, Gene Smart. These are tough, this- man. There's so many good actors and actresses and and chose on right now like i would hannah and gene are both nominated for like in in actor and uh and supporting lead and supporting yeah for hacks for hacks yeah they're so good on that if you're not watching hacks you're missing out yeah they're really good um that's great oh yeah i like that premise this is tricky well i'm glad i don't have a actor let's look at that quick Don Glover, Jason Sudeikis, Bill Hader. What's Nicholas Hope doing in there? Steve Martin and Marty Short. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. That's a lot of Saturday Night Live alums. It is. Good for Lorne. If Lorne's listening, Lorne Michaels, you did good. You need to hear it from the pilot fighters. If Lorne, uh, if you want to comment on our YouTube channel, be cool, okay? Really quickly, here's the... Uh, uh, Guest actor in a comedy series. Guest actor. Interesting. For t- there's two for Ted Lasso. James Lance, who plays that uh, reporter. And then also Sam okay. Richardson for Ted Lasso. Chris McDonald, that's uh, Shooter McGavin for Hacks. Whoa, right. Gerard Carmichael for SNL, for hosting SNL. Really? Good for him. Bill Hader on Curb Enthusiasm. He was funny, and he played multiple roles is in that episode right yeah i remember that he played the rug salesman or something whatever they were selling yeah it was like a a bunch of like a family who were recommending armenian salesmen yeah yeah exactly no larry david ld doesn't get a nom 
LD did not get the nom, and that's a funny season. <laughs> I keep going back to, there's a part, I think I've talked about it on the pod, but it really tickled me, where he runs into the glass. When they, the episode is that he's dating Lucy Liu, and she is starting to think he's old. And yes. he there's a shaky chair, and he's shaking getting out of the chair, and she sees it. <laughs> yes. And then, <laughs> and then he runs into the glass. And there's this camera move to her face while they're like helping him up oh my god it's it she you can see her so thinking that he's old all the time yeah on her face it's her like wondering like does he know that there's glass there is it's also such a friendly because larry writes the show that he's like the premise of like hey everyone thinks i'm old because he is old he's like yeah. late 70s yeah he's old Hey, uh, you like baseball. Let's just talk about baseball for a sec before we get into the pod. Uh, what a smooth transition. There's no uh, no reason for us to do a quick little baseball update, right, before tonight's ep? I'm not a baseball fan myself. Right. Sports fan you, for sure, but... You prefer I, we, stick ball. Yeah. You used to play <laughs> in, in the Brooklyn street, streets. In Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we've talked before, but... I prefer sports that are fun to play on video games. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say fun to watch. Uh, yeah, I understand that. I did, it t- baseball's hard because you have to learn to fall in love with watching the pitching and the hitting. But I, it's a very hard I, video game, too. So the, I went to a Jays game um, a few weeks ago, and the pitch count was at such a disparity... It was comical, and I was like, this is so weird how fast, like, how that could happen, where it was like, like, the, the Jays pitcher had pitched 50% more pitches than the Yankees pitcher. Right. And I'm like, how the fuck did that happen so quickly, where it's like, you know, we're in the inning five, and this guy has just worked 50% throwing way more balls, yeah. throwing way more foul balls. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is I didn't realize before I started watching. I used to think that the hitter was always trying to get the batter, was always trying to get a home run. That's the one thing I, that the game, not video at all game the case. did teach me. Like, the, the video game, like, you fail very quickly if you are just, just swinging swing. for the fences. Yeah. No, you're trying to either get on base, trying to get a little one. Sometimes you're trying to make sure they catch it. Or the best is like you're trying to just hit it foul so that pitcher's arm gets tired. Yeah, trying to you want to increase that pitch count. the pitcher so that it's easier later. So he needs Tommy John surgery in his 30s. And you did good. Oh my god. <laughs> they take a little little bit of elastic from your knee or maybe a pig. I got Tommy Lee John surgery. I got I got I got Tommy Lee Jones surgery. I'm just mad. He, what was the line he said about uh, Batman and Robin? He said he could not um, stand abide. the Jim Carrey's tomfoolery. I cr- no, I could not. Ab- was it tomfoolery? I could not something abide like his that. tomfoolery or his buffoonish or something. Like that. So, yeah, something, something like that in the weirdest way. That they hated each other while filming. Uh, he hated him. He just couldn't stand. You know, it's like. One of my favorite movies ever is No Country for Old Men, and he's so good in it. And it's like in the second mm-hmm. or third phase of his career. And it's weird to see someone do something you've seen them do over and over and over again. But it's like, yeah, but this is the perfect application yeah, of it. Totally. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. So he's being Tommy Lee Jones as a sheriff, but 
this is the per- like this is a Coen Brothers directing a Cormac McCarthy no it's the best version of it he was born to play this like watching uh Mickey Rourke in the wrestler or you at like uh Whopper Wednesday or something <laughs> I'm not a Burger King fan, so you can put that one back in the holster. I did have Rudy Burger okay. before we uh, recorded. Ooh, Pilot Fighter sponsored by Rudy Burger. Use code Rudy to save ten percent on all Uber <laughs> Use orders. Code's not not our code. <laughs> it's untraceable to us. Okay, let's take a quick break and come back with more Pilot Fighters. Eastbound and Down, created by Ben Best, Jody Hill, and Danny McBride. Original air date February fifteenth, two thousand nine. The series follows Kenny Powers, a burned-out major league ball player who has returned to his hometown to teach physical education at his old middle school. The show 29 episodes over four seasons on HBO, where Danny McBride has gone on to create two subsequent series, Vice Principals and The Righteous Gemstones. More like HBO Bound and Up. Uh. <laughs> Kenny Powers, you've done it again. Did you know down, was... had you had you seen it before? I had not seen it in its entirety. I've seen YouTube clips of it, like montages of highlights, and it has me laughing. And I really like Danny McBride. I just hadn't got to it yet. Um, there is an old Canadian documentary about stunt drivers. And one of the guy's names in it, it's from the 70s, is named Kenny Powder Powers. And I really hope that that was the inspiration for the name because it's 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 a wow. perfect name. Yeah, Kenny Powers. Uh, I, you can imagine that I've anyone named Kenny season. Powers is like that. You have. You've, so you've seen it. So you've seen the whole... How many seasons did it do? As the robot just told I think me. they did three seasons. I saw it back when it came out. I didn't remember anything about it. Um, and it was like watching it fresh or, or even more so it was even weird actually because it was like watching it and having some parts of my memory affirmed and some parts like wow surprised didn't remember it that <laughs> way <laughs> but I did watch it when it came out um, that is so interesting you say that dude I watched The Departed last week and in my mind oh, Anthony Anderson killed Leo Spoiler alert for the 20-year-old movie The Departed. But So the whole time I'm watching the film, which I haven't seen since 2009, I'm, wa- I'm looking at Anthony Anderson in the background when he's running beside Leo in the training and when he's like learning in the cop school, they're together. And I'm like, wow, this is so good. The fact that if you watch Anthony, you have no idea he's also a mole. And then sure enough, it gets the scene. Anthony Anderson gets killed by another guy who's the mole. And yeah. it's like... I was completely wrong. My, my brain, I completely remembered it as Anthony Anderson, and it even gave me an incorrect lens in to watch the whole movie. Wow, that's so interesting. I love that scene where, I, I, again, another very similar to what we were talking about with Tommy Lee Jones. That's the Mark Wahlberg movie. You should have hung him up after. Right. Like, yep. Doing the same thing he does, <laughs> but the perfect application of it. Being kind of a Boston tough guy who's a bit of a prick. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, what happened with you with this. You, did you have some mismemory of Kenny Powers? Or like there were certain things that were A little bit of mismemory or just like, wrong? not even this thing's wrong, but just like, oh yeah, that's what this, that's what we're going for here. So um, 
So you you hadn't seen it before, but you'd watch seen clips of it. That's interesting. That's a funny way to come about something. Yeah, a friend of mine had showed me like highlight montages of like just funny moments. That is not a great way to. Hey, you want to know something? <laughs> I got into Arrested Development, one of my favorite shows of all time, from the quotes section on IMDb. Wow. I was looking up quote sections of shows, and that one I think was just on like a thing and i started reading the quotes it was currently in its first season and i started reading these quotes and laughing at the quotes to myself on my old like laptop and i'm like i gotta find this show i gotta look this up that's interesting that's funny and it and it held up it held true it held true i wonder if any show has ever read funnier and then you watch it and you're like oh seeing the pie in the face was not as funny as reading (laughs) about it pies in the face so eastbound and down so it starts uh we've got starts with a i think what we find out is that the um voiceover we're hearing is his audiobook which is a very funny joke yeah so we starts with the, the this narration of him at he, 19 first of all he's also this. saying Go ahead. In, in the audiobook he's saying how like I'm the fucking best. I'm the best to ever do it. I'm going to come back. And you assume it's an inner monologue. And then you find out that's the book he recorded and <laughs> sold. It's amazing. Great mystery. I, um, I, uh, the reason I watched this when it came out in season one is because I was interested in Jody and, and, uh, and, uh, and I forgot the main character's name for a second. Kenny Powers? No, uh, Danny, Jody and Danny and Ben, so they went to film school together down in the south, and they made this movie called The Foot Fist Way, which I was a, used to be a big fan of Will Ferrell, and uh, he, Will and Adam, I heard them talk about this like indie film that they found hilarious, uh, and the, the, those guys produced this show, by the way, and uh, they found this film. It was about a Taekwondo instructor played by Danny McBride. It's called The Foot Fist Way. They made it themselves. Perfect. It's a short, it's a full length film that they just made. Yeah, it's a feature film they made. And uh, it's very funny. It's a sad, you know, like uh, it's essentially Kenny Powers. Like it's a, it's a, it's a mix between Kenny Powers and Uncle Rico kind of from Napoleon Dynamite. Like, it's right. this guy who thinks he's the like he should have made it as the best Taekwondo instructor there is. Yeah, but this I gotta look this up because watching Danny McBride do that. So I perfect. found I went and looked this up because I was a big fan of Adam and Will, and they were talking about how funny this was and how funny these these three guys were, Jody and and Ben and Danny. So I looked it up, got the DVD. Me and Chuckles watched it. We laughed very hard. Um, and then uh, from that they like made this show. So I was really interested in watching this show. And then Jody pops up in uh Is Superman. he an actor? He's the behind the camera thing, but he's on camera in these things in a smaller part. So he's the bartender in this. And he's Oh, with the amazing necklace, Puka Shell necklace wrapped yeah. tight around his neck. Yeah. And he's also in Superbad. I was surprised to see him because I thought he was only like kind of behind the camera except in um Who is he like, in Superbad? He's in the scene with uh, where with Michael Sarah singing. Yeah, amazing. Um, no, it's actually the scene where he has the blood on his pants at the same party. Like the, the right, the, the guy. It's the, he's the guy who like touches the blood on his pants, and he's like, "What is that?" And I was like, <laughs> "It's Jody." Like, what is he doing in this? That's <laughs> funny. Hill. 
so that yeah, so I was interested when the I heard this show was coming out. I was excited about it because I had watched this DVD, the Foot Fist Way, which is what Taekwondo translates to. Um, oh, and I was really excited to see. I mean, it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by the way, this was st- this kind of the start too of the downfall in Will Ferrell's eyes to me because he produces this. And he comes up as a guest star later in the season. Wearing that blonde wig that I've yeah. seen him in Funny or Die sketches wear. I actually yeah. think that's really funny because it's like he clearly liked this look. And he's like, no, this isn't just for two-minute free internet videos. I got to I gotta use this again. That, that, that character bummed me out because I was like... I didn't see it, obviously. I just know the look. It is, but it's like, isn't it funny that, that he's... It's, it was the start to me of like... Oh, this guy's unhinged. <laughs> He's crazy. I like that. I'm on the other side of the fence on that. Because I'm like, you love a wig so much. You're like, He I gotta... just loves this so much. He's like, I want to be the biggest character there is. They're like, well, the show like has a huge lead. And everyone else. Your boy from Review is in it. Andy Daly is very funny Playing the this. principal. Very funny. Um, tough role, I feel like, for him. I thought he did a good job. Uh, I thought he nailed it. Like, at least in the pilot where he, like, yeah. you're kind of oblivious in a really joyful way oblivious joyful way like a bit of a there's two of this cuck character because the uh, the fan cuck. favorite character is stevie um who gets Who's very stevie? little he's the band teacher who gets almost no screen time oh in this. really he, yeah and i would he, have never guessed that he becomes the fan favorite because he becomes like the sidekick of kenny powers and kenny like the smithers almost and kenny powers gets him to do everything including like humiliating and embarrassing things and you've said that so much on this podcast and it's so true that watching a pilot you don't know who is just a server with one line and who's going to become gunter from friends like it's just like it is so hard to know in a pilot who has a big role and who doesn't i would have never guessed wow and then so he becomes his like right hand man and friend and not only like that but like fan favorite and that guy I, i don't know that i forget that actor's name right now but he got a bunch of stuff following this like almost in that yeah same... i've definitely seen him in a couple things and that was all i think f- coming off of like the fan favoriteness of his p- crazy performance in this which is very i think very specifically like a guy um really funny <laughs> uh, oh that's cool i love the look of it but before we get into like the plot the the look that's why the will ferrell I think his name's something Winter or something. The, the... Is he an agent or something? No, he's a car dealer. Um, oh, okay, of course. Well, I just can see him in the suit with the blonde wig. He's. I think what it is is an episode where he's paying for a promotion, like an endorsement for Kenny Powers to come to his dealership, and it goes wrong. But he looks absolutely like it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but it's supposed to be a wig, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, you, that's the thing about wearing an obvious wig. With every other character in this pilot, it's cast so... Like, Jonathan Hawks plays his brother. This like Yeah, who, from, like, the perfect storm and is, like, a dramatic... Dr- dramatic? Dr- dramatic actor? Deadwood and uh, the Sessions, he was nominated yeah. for an Oscar he for. He looked like he got kind of jacked for this. I was like, this is an interesting choice. He just has this very earthy look, and so does a lot, like... The actress playing his wife and... and uh, right. The woman at the bar, it, too. They all look real They look like people. they very look the part. <laughs> they look like real In the best compliment way ever. Like, they're yeah, all... Yeah, and they're great. They're, they're, they're nailing it. Um, I think I just think wigs are funny. Like, the idea also <laughs> of, like, you put on fake hair every day. But here's the thing. I think so, too. And 
I think that on Saturday Night Live, Will Ferrell made such a meal of looking crazy. Like he loved, he's tall guy. And I think that he loves becoming a full character. But you know what's funny? I think I think wigs are funnier in real life. You know when someone like puts on a wig and they're like, this is my silly voice. I don't love that as much as when it's like a character who's wearing a wig and doesn't think people know it's a wig. (laughs) That to me is funny. Um... So, How yeah, early so, does Will Ferrell come in, in on this show? Uh, season one. There's only six episodes. Oh, okay. Um, Did you laugh out loud watching this pilot? Yeah, I laughed at a couple parts. I can look at my notes. Uh, I laughed. Yeah, I laughed. Uh, I laughed out loud like pretty quickly, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> like also, like so pretty quickly, the dinner table. Kenny Powers is telling this awful story about how he used to beat up these guys with, with his brother and like something about describing violence so viciously about like a normal guy just like well, Danny McBride is so he's a treasure like I, you could see I felt like I was watching some alchemy when I was watching the foot fist way like I, I, I had been you know it's like almost like that feeling of the 70s like you get this bootleg tape of some band like some you know like right uh, virtuosco from like south Lewin africa Davis playing the bass yeah right yeah and i was like you know they were talking about this virtuoso this... i feel like i've been to the woods too long i can't i can't talk anymore and they, they were talking about like this group of guys who went to film school together and were making stuff that's you know so funny and foot is way so funny and i saw it and it's truly like danny is He's so funny, and then because he's think, born to play, like he's so like thirty minutes. I learned less, maybe in the first thing I saw him in, or um, Pineapple Express, one of those kind of Apple so or Seth Rogen movies. But he is so like good. But it was blow with mind blowing the first time I heard him on Mark Maron's podcast, the Arrival podcast oh. to us. <laughs> he's like an actor, like a serious actor, and yeah. he's not that character at all. And I know it's such a hack thing to be like, "What? I thought he was," but he just—you're right. He's so good at that, like stepping in and just hitting a home run of that world person. That when you meet him and hear he's a thoughtful, kind, smart guy, you're like, "Oh, of course he is." It reminds me of Farrell in that way of, like, Farrell loves really locking into a character and then improvising as that character. So like him stumbling on, not stumbling on him, crafting Ron Burgundy then became this like cottage industry for him where he would appear as Ron Burgundy. He still appears as Ron Burgundy in like, like events, events. And he does a podcast as Ron Burgundy and he loves, yeah. And he loves improvising, talking like he could, any interviewer, anyone can talk to him, and he can be so it's funny. It's just as comfortable being Ron Burgundy as he is being here. Or more, and I feel like well, that's like Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, Borat. Yeah, uh, preferred for years. He didn't used to do interviews as Sasha. He would only do it in character. Yeah, in one of his characters for like fifteen years until he decided to show himself a bit. And that, I think that, if you well, Danny, Danny McBride, McBride the same way, it's like he's played multiple characters that are similar. Um, yeah, but. It's not him, but he can speak so. He's so good like, at that, like fluidly in it, rednecky, yeah, alpha <laughs> loser. <laughs> um, in this, he had to be improvising at the breakfast scene because when he calls the kid Shrek, it cuts the kid's face, and you can tell he's trying not to laugh. I lost it for a second there, but I think it was about the dinner, the breakfast scene. 
Oh, yeah, I just said that at the uh, breakfast scene, uh, he's trying not to laugh when he calls the kid Shrek. Like, you can see the kids trying not to laugh. You can see and... there's, there's something in Danny's eyes. Like, there's a mischief, I feel. Like, you can pinpoint the times where he's... I'm sure it's a very well-written show. One of my heroes, Harris Whittle, wrote on this show. Um, and, like, I'm sure it's very well-crafted on the page. But when you're in this character and when you're the boss of it, like, surely he's going into his own stuff. Um, I don't know how much of it ends up on the screen and how much of it is yes. not, but you, there's almost something in his eyes, like mischief, when he's off book. Totally. I think that um, it would be, yeah. Um, oh, I've lost my train of thought. Sorry, someone behind. Here's the problem with the remote show. I watched <laughs> someone walk through the window of my trailer. When you say my trailer, when you're doing anything entertainment, it sounds fancy, but this is not a fancy place. I watched them walk to the garage, and as you're talking, turn on a generator, which I can now hear, and I'm hoping to God the listeners can't hear. So I'm sorry I that I was distracted as a real-life Kenny Powers situation is happening to me as we speak. This is my eastbound and down. This is westbound and down. Westbound and up. Something I loved off the top. So Okay, so first we... we... We won't go through the whole plot, but basically, no. Kenny Powers is a former uh, major league ball player who's come back to his old hometown to be a substitute teacher because he has to get his life in order. The government needs to garnish his wages. He owes a lot of, first of all, he says he owes a lot of income tax, but then he also says Gatorade's after me, which I thought was so Yeah, funny. what does that mean? Like he took in advance, didn't do the commercials? <laughs> Something there. Um, and we see in the beginning, narrated by his audiobook, his kind of rise. And it, he starts as a rookie in game seven, bases loaded, top of the ninth, or bottom of the ninth. Uh, Wins World the World Series. Series and he, it's a single pitch. pitch. It's a, it's a, it's a, <laughs> yeah. uh, 101 yard fastball. Yeah, it's a fastball. two strike, three ball. This is the final pitch, essentially. And he wins the World Series on it <laughs> as a rookie. And, uh, it's just this rise from there, and then you see him kind of flaming out at all these different ball clubs and yep. being generally homophobic and racist all the way through and yep. just falling more. I love the little gimmick they have where they keep showing the uh, miles per hour of the ball, and it's just going slower and slower. Time. Slower and slower. <laughs> yeah. I also love that like he's always like bigger too. It was never like he was in shape. Like he was always yeah. fat and like <laughs> he's supposed he to be nineteen in that. Uh... Yeah, he's supposed to be nineteen. He's like thirty five, maybe. I don't know how old he looks. Danny McBride is also so good and like at like saying like fuck this guy in yeah. front of the character he's talking about. Like just like doesn't care what the other guy. It's so good. And then yeah, um, in that, that in the montage you see that a million times. He something something that I didn't laugh out loud at, but I loved was at the end of that when he's getting his uh, test to be a sub, and the guy behind him um, recognizes him, and uh, <laughs> he throws the like he just decks the guy in the parking lot. I was like, oh, that is <laughs> and that's such the, a good. That was like, my first laugh out loud. I think <laughs> I was like, okay, we're setting this up for like that's the kind of guy. <laughs> this guy <laughs> didn't even yeah, say the guy's a word coming to talk to him. I was on I was in at that point uh something made me laugh out loud because I remembered it and I remembered laughing 10 years ago at it is when he gets to the school and he's 
getting April's attention and he turns backwards and he's standing in the door. April! And he's fake laughing. Yeah. Shaking his head. He does it twice. <laughs> it is the craziest performance choice. Like, it is so funny. You can it's see how it would have so been funny. in the script too, just for him to do it again. <laughs> and then he does like a fake laugh and shakes his head. Oh my God, is it funny? It's perfect. Hey, there's a, the... jo- there's a joke yeah. that made me guffaw, but I'm wondering if I'm reading oh, I'm it check. right. Okay. At, uh, Andy Daly jokes. asks if he wants a uh, smoothie, and he says, no thanks, I'm straight. Did he mean straight like smoothies are gay, I... or straight as in like, oh, I'm straight like I'm set? See, I think, because I've heard people say that. Me oh, no, th- no thanks, I'm straight, as in like, I'm good, no need. Yeah. But then... <laughs> Later on, he does call him a fairy for fairy. drinking a smoothie. So yeah. then I'm like, so, I was wondering, I'm like, is that where that expression may have come from? I'm straight? Like, nah, I'm straight. I'm like, was this? Because I think, I don't know. That is a tough read. It must have been. It was really, I was. I don't know. I was confused by it a little bit. Um, one other thing I laughed at in his, in his audio book is when he's talking about being xenophobic. And he's like, I'm not xenophobic. I just think America's the best country and all the other countries aren't as good. And that used to be called patriotism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I liked at the end of it, I was like, I'm the fucking best. I'm better than everybody, including you. And then it's like, you are now listening to the audiobook, tape two. <laughs> That's who his listener is. The phone call scene was really funny when he's borrowed. He's ordering a prostitute over the phone call. In the living room of his like brother. That reminded house. me of our web series where it's like one a camera on one guy and something happening. Like that was very much the kind of fun that we would have of like someone solo improvising. Will Ferrell loves to do that too. Uh, so it's like yeah. give this guy a phone and he's like, "There's no let him make a call. <laughs> let him make a call." And he'll and no just no regard to for give... anyone listening to the phone call. <laughs> And then and, when he throws the phone after the phone goes, is your phone sucks? Like, it's her phone he was doing the call on? <laughs> you cool if I wear a scream mask? That reminded me of our party show, too. Yeah, right? exactly. It reminded me of it. Where he's I like, wear a mask. In it. Just like, you know, it's like, okay, I have, I can do it. I don't need to worry about anyone else's coverage. I'm just going to sit here and say whatever Improvise a whole bunch of insane yeah. okay, things. Okay, let's try it again. Start from the top. Basically, you got to hit the notes. That it's like, wait. I got to pay for a blowjob and a hotel room. <laughs> yeah. You come right here. And like I got that house. like vacuuming. <laughs> um, something I don't like in shows generally is like mixing of styles um, really haphazardly. And I do like the framing device that it is a audio book that we're listening to. I like that because, you know, I Does know. Does that stay throughout the series? No, that's just this pilot. And I don't oh, okay. like narration. Um, I know you don't. So when it started with being narrated, I'm like, okay. But then having that be the audiobook, love that. Yeah. But then later on, there's also a dream sequence, which was really funny. Oh, at the end? There's a dream sequence where he's walking through the school when he decides that he's going to get back in the majors. And he's like strutting through the school and... He walks through a banner and he's dancing the whole time. It's a very funny dance. Yep. And then it cuts to the reality where he's just dancing by himself in this black suit with the cowboy boots and the kids are all just looking at him. It's like 
We've seen that a thousand times. It, that it was the thing. Is I thought they should have ended it right there. They almost had two montages because then they went from that to the jet ski montage. Jet ski montage was hilarious. I they, truly they could have done funny. without the other one. I think you're right. But my thing is, you didn't need both. And this show, yeah, I think you're right. That was the only one that maybe went on a little longer. If it was and funny, why it was... do a dream sequence? Like the thing too is we know we're so far ahead of it. Like obviously this is a dream sequence. So the only no avenue out of it is it's going to cut to reality and he's just dancing. The only, the thing that did rescue it is that he his dance was very funny. Like Danny McBride yeah. dancing was is funny. Hilarious. He was dancing in a funny way and dressed in a funny way. But like that's it. Totally. That's all they really had going for it. Um anything else? But I mean I like the line walking around money cuz you know that's the line I say. We say that. And here's yeah. a funny thing that just happened i just watched another person walk by with a weed whacker and a second generator turn on okay so we're deep in the weeds here so look this is our first episode of the remote there's a couple kinks folks we appreciate there's been a little couple delays rock and i haven't heard each other there's a couple weed whackers but this is this is it this is the raw westbound and up podcast let's do a final thoughts and then uh, play a quick game and and uh put this to rest Oh, one thing we should talk okay. about before we get into final thoughts. Uh, there, it's a mix here. So there's a there's something to discuss, which is part of it. How? What percentage of it? And this is this goes not just for this show, but for characters who are supposed to be unlikable in general. What percentage of the way he talks is like? doesn't hold up because it's 10 years old and you wouldn't put that in a show anymore. And what percentage of it is like, you still would put this in because the point is. Yeah, exactly. Like, see, that's what I think. It, I, think I would probably would still, still put it all in because I don't know if I would put not... it all in. I would put the same things, but like, obviously you're trying to prove a point that this guy's a, it's the difference of like, if you're making fun of, you're not making fun of someone who says, a xenophobic thing. Uh, sorry, you're not saying you don't think it's funny saying something racist or xenophobic. It's like in this, it's funny that this guy thinks he can say that. Like yeah, you're laughing I, that, that's at the, him. That's the thing that's supposed to be happening, but it is like, but they are being funny when they do it. Like it's such a difficult, like, like even little things when he's like to the kid, the kid puts up his hand, you big boy. Like it's just like. <laughs> immediately i mean i don't know i thought uh, i thought they did it great off the top like (laughs) the very top in the montage when they when he gets moved to uh new uh, york san francisco first and he says how do you like playing with san francisco and he said i thought the blacks you had up there are bad but it's nothing compared to these fags and you're like holy shit like right right away you're like this is the most ruthless once he's gone he's gone over to a thousand yeah, as I went straight. Yeah, to the I don't top. know. You're right. When you but quote I, but, it like but that, that one, like, you probably would still say because the whole point of it is to. Oh, really? I like, thought that one was. No, more I thought that that was doing ones. work. Like that was doing what it was supposed to. It was. I don't know if you can redeem yourself. Like, it was incredibly unlikable. Um, and then the next one is the Jew York thing, which was still like him being him. But then later on, throughout the, like for instance. I'm not even going to repeat it, but there's one, there's a couple jokes where he comes in and it's like apropos nothing. We already know that this guy's not likable. And it's like, holy, this was, this was ruthless. 
The, are you thinking of the dinner seat, the dinner table, beating up the brothers? No, not that. That's like, you know, no, it's at uh, lunchtime at the school. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Again, that's so tough. I mean, that's this whole show, right? Because they stare at him mouth agape. Like, is this happening? And it's like, oh, I'm just kidding. I know. You have I to watch that, it, folks. I'm not repeating that. that. For a soundbite. Yeah, I think it's still show. like you would still have that scene where they're staring at him out the gate, but you would just have him say something else. Maybe something slightly less raw. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Okay, you, I don't know. You want to go? Danny McBride can do it. I couldn't do it. You sure as hell couldn't do it. But maybe DB. DB. DMCB. Uh, go ahead and give this final thoughts. We got to hop out of this because the legs kill. I laughed out loud. I'm actually going to watch, I'm for sure going to watch the rest of this thing. Green light. Nice. Yeah. I'm succinct. I, uh... Pardon? I'm succinct with my takes. Short. Yeah. Not long-winded. I watched this back when it came out. I meant to watch, I was excited for season three to come out. I never watched it. This made me want to go back and finish the series. Um, so green light for me too. Wow, Double green, green light. We'll be right back <laughs> with Game Corner. Game Corner. Welcome back to Game Corner. Game Corner. We're gonna do a very fast one here because the uh, we're still working out kinks in the mobile uh, studio here. And uh, first one's never pretty. Here we go. This is. Very tangentially related to Eastbound and Down. Tangentially? It's Who taught you that word? Eastbound or Down. No, it's not called that. Basically, I wanted to play this game, and I was going to shoehorn it into any show we watched this week, because I just wanted to play it with you. This is the Cameo Face-Off. I'm going to give you two actors or, or celebrities who are on Cameo, and you have to guess who's more expensive. Who's more expensive? Yeah. Like, costs more? It would cost more for a cameo. That's really funny. I thought for sure I'd misheard you and you said expansive as in their character <laughs> appeared in more episodes, but it's literally how much they cost. That's so funny. I'm into this. Okay, here we go. The first one we have Tommy Chong or... Are you ma- are you making this up? Are you gonna have to Google this in real time? I'm look. I'm on the. I'm on Cameo right now. Oh, Cameo, dude! Yeah, I, I thought you had access you to like how cameo. much they got paid for a real. I thought of a Cameo like a guest spot on an episode, and I was like, "Wow, you've got this cool like SAG site that shows Tommy Chong's rate <laughs> versus no, this Elon is Cameo, Musk. Cameo, Cameo, Cameo.com." The website you can get a celebrity to say something you wanna you pay them to say. Tommy Chong, you know Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. I know. Yeah. Or Kate Flannery from The Office. Meredith. Who does she play in The Office? Meredith. Miriam. Meredith. I was like Miriam. <laughs> I must have missed that season. Uh, the two. I bet you Meredith is more expensive. That was a trick question because Meredith is usually more expensive, but right now she's on a deal. What? <laughs> so she has you can't. $10 left. All right, I'll give, give it to you. A... 
She is 247 Canadian and Tong Chong is 195 Canadian. Wow. I should Not switch this to US dollars. Okay. Here we go. Who's more expensive? Kenny G, the saxophonist. You don't got to tell me he's a saxophonist. I know all about Kenny G. Kenny G or... Wait a sec here. Wait a sec. Kenny G or... Snooky. Mm. I hope Kenny G is more expensive. You're right. Kenny G is more expensive. I didn't think you were going to get that one. No, wow. because it's not 2009. That's why I got, didn't think Snooky would still be commanding the rate she once did. <laughs> yeah, but what about Kenny G? Has he been relevant? He's on Kanye songs. Okay, here we go. Last one. Yeah, last one. Wow. Three strikes, you're out. Baseball mentality. Who's more expensive? Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters. Ernie or... Hudson always comes back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> We've he's been on a few times, yeah. His name's come up, and I always, I, I always forget who he is, but now I know hard. I'll never forget Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson or... The aforementioned nominated for an Emmy, Chris McDonald, Shooter McGavin himself. These are great. Rockland, you're an artist with these games because you're not picking Brad Pitt versus Tom Cruise. You're not picking Brad Pitt versus Ian Fisher. You're <laughs> picking some hard ass D list celebrities. <laughs> They're on cameo, man. Uh, guys who need the scratch, so to speak. Guys who need a little walking around money. I'm going to say. Hudson's more cash. No. Nope. Sorry, I already <laughs> made a thing, so you're out. It is Shooter McGavin by $20. Because I should have guessed because he's on Hacks. People are more interested to remember the shooters. Currently on and Hacks. Gotta... Let's do a couple more here. Okay. Now you're having fun. Oh, should we bring in our guest? Oh, everybody, uh, from the new Top Gun, Miles Teller is here. Miles. <laughs> He's, we're the only we're the only anti-vax podcast. That's why he can come on. Is he anti-vax? Yeah, they had to shut down production for a while because he uh, of uh, the movie he did after that one. You're anti-vax. I'm anti-tax. <laughs> Here's one for you, Ian. Brian Cox or Susie Essman from Brian Cur Cox from is Curb on cameo. Susie Essman is on cameo. Yeah. Okay. I think, here's an interesting thing. I think Cox is more money, but I think Susie should be more money. Brian Cox, Canadian, 889. Susie Essman, wow. 968. Susie wins. So I'm wrong, but my gut was right. Wow, a thousand bucks. Susie Does it say how many they've done? She probably comes on there and just yells. Swears. That's crazy. They could just make an extra couple thousand a day in like three minutes of being like... <laughs> Happy birthday, Peter! You're a fucking asshole! <laughs> Thousand bucks. One more. This is fun. Happy birthday, Peter. You didn't know I had a... This is my Brian Cox. A bad Scottish. Okay, this is for you. Uh-huh. Some for of me. your heroes. Rockland Derek versus Robert Picton. Is Picton on there? No, quit talking about Picton. Who is more expensive? This guy Jordan Belfort. Uh-huh. 
Jordan Belfort or I gotta make it close. Richard Dreyfus. Wow, I didn't know Dreyfus was still alive. Um Belfort's more expensive than Dreyfus. Yeah, that was too easy. Belfort if, or Troy Aikman? Aikman. Belfort. Wow. Belford, you greedy boy, he owes like $100 million to the IRS. So he's just he's trying to get it any way he can. That's the Wolf of Wall Street for you uh, unfamiliar with the name. All right, and that's our that's our show. Thanks very much. <laughs> Guys, it was a little low energy. It was a little crazy. But don't worry, next week we have a very exciting guest. So yes. now that we're back, wait till you see who it is. But you got to wait seven days. And uh, mobile uh, mobile studio. Write us in the Mobile comments studio. if it worked. First one, yeah, let us know in the in the very kind comments if you liked it or if you hated seeing us awkwardly stare at each other sometimes and <laughs> ask each other to repeat ourselves. <laughs> All right, bye. Music by Hoax. Follow us at Pilot Fighters on social media. Send your pilot suggestion to pilotfighterspodcast at gmail.com. Don't get canceled. <laughs>